Hello and welcome to the Even Steel Cracks podcast with me, Jordan Losman. And me, Callum Martin. And together we're part of Larry Laughs Comedy. We will be bringing you this podcast. It will have some opinions in, mainly from me, that not everyone will agree with. There'll be a little bit, cancel that, there'll be a lot of swearing throughout the podcast. So please stand by. We'll also be discussing themes about mental health and possibly suicide. So if there are things that you might find distressing, you probably don't want to continue listening. So pop your headphones in, strap in or strap on, and we'll go ahead. Hello and welcome to episode five of Even Steel Cracks. We have today our second guest of the uh, podcast, and it's my wife. <laughs> it's uh, Katie, Katie Losman. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. That's her introducing herself. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we've got you Katie. You have just a said full, my whole name. A full and complete introduction there by Katie. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, that's What do you do and where'd you come from? Tell us what you do and where'd you come from, wife. I'm a hairdresser and I work in Darlington and live just outside of it. Don't tell them our address. Exactly, that's why I didn't. It's the big house. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's uh, fire in her. Eh? Yeah. So, Callum, I believe I, uh, you've got something you want to talk about I first. was going to say, I noticed that you didn't take any notice of the National Grid today, because I've come in, your TV's on, all the lights are on, the heating's full whack, so no brownouts between five and six today? There's we, literally been no... I mean, we've got extra lights on now. We've... Did you hear that they were going to pay you to turn your lights off? No. Oh, yeah. Did you? I, I'd seen something, but wasn't that bothered to click on the link and read it. Now I wish Now I wish I did. National blackouts imminent. Katie's like, nah, fuck it. I'm not that bothered. <laughs> so middle class now. She's like... <laughs> I've seen something on one of those news. Uh, the poor people might get the National Grid to pay them for the energy they don't use. <laughs> the poor people. I'm driving around in my car trying not to use any electric in the house so I can get paid back for it. Katie's got all the fucking lights on in the house. She's still got her straighteners plugged in upstairs <laughs> from this morning. Katie leaves the house and she's like, should I turn my straighteners off? Yeah, probably. Oh, I better go back and turn them on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. So you didn't, uh, you didn't take heed of that then, baby? No, nah, I really didn't look that far into it. it I, th- I knew that there was something going on, but that that was as far as that went. There's something that's going on is that we have no electricity <laughs> left in the country. I mean, here's a <laughs> here's an insight into how we live, right? Callum's came round and he walked in the house. He went, "Fucking hell, it's boiling in here." <laughs> so we've got the fire on. We've got one. Two, three, four, five, six lights on the TV on a screensaver, burning electricity on four K. It's the size of the like the side of a barn as well. <laughs> We've got the cinema on in the in the living <laughs> yeah. room, and no one's giving a fuck about turning the electricity off. So we obviously didn't know about this. So please explain more. Um, well, basically, the National Grid just turned around and went, we've got no electricity left, and when you all go home and stick your heating on, we're probably going to have blackouts. So can you turn it off, please? Well, are we glad that the majority of the country did? (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that, everyone. (laughs) I wondered why our lights suddenly went brighter at six (laughs) o'clock. That everyone turns their power off and yours goes off. We just got a massive surge. (laughs) That's probably why it looked so tanned when you walked in. (laughs) Yeah, the first thing George said was, have you been in the sunbed? I went, 
No. <laughs> no, I'm just not used to natural light. Because <laughs> I've turned mine off everywhere. Oh. So, well, we've clearly missed that then. So, yeah. baby, are you going to uh, are you going to partake in that this evening? Well, you're not now because it's past I was going to say it's past six o'clock. Oh, yeah. perhaps, they might do it tomorrow. But the thing is, they were saying like, oh, we might do it tomorrow. Well, you probably want to give people a little bit of notice so they can plan around it. Um... So yeah, keep your eye on Twitter, I guess. To be fair though, we probably wouldn't be able to have done it anyways. Like we've got a, a kid, so five six o'clock is tea time, bath time. Yeah. You can't be doing that on a candle candle lit. Yeah, that's fair. Trying to bath fair. him in in the candle yeah. light. It, to be fair, it's probably aimed at people like me. Yeah. <laughs> who live on their own and sit in the dark anyway. Um, well, you're so doing a lot for the like economy. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so that people like us, what so do you mean? So that people like you can bath their kids is what I was going to oh, say. okay. <laughs> I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't having a pop. <laughs> so that people like you can have all the lights on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and avoid your taxes. <laughs> Whoa! Like the Harley. <laughs> yeah, following on from that, that's something that we also missed there, but uh, my ears pricked up when you said about avoiding taxes there. What's the crack with that? Um, so he got fined. Well, hmm... So there's a question mark over whether it was an actual fine or not, or whether it was, quote-unquote, a settlement that he paid HMRC £700,000 in missed taxes in order to avoid prosecution. Sounds like a good... I bet he's not turned his lights off at six o'clock. Probably not. He's also the fucking Chancellor of the country. Well, was the Chancellor of the country. So he was in charge of all the money and didn't pay his taxes. Sounds like a good guy, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Tories for the win. I heard about some again back end of the story. <laughs> heard about somebody needing to pay like was it like a seven figure for some yeah, back to the yeah. HMRC and I was like, ooh, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Didn't realise it was an MP who no, was didn't... also in charge of all the money. Yeah. I mean, it is always them though, isn't it? It's always them that get caught for doing shit like this. It's never like average Joe blogs that's like avoided his tax bill. It's always like an MP that's built a fucking moat around his house in it. <laughs> and then they're like, you owe us £17 million. Pounds. In taxes. In taxes. Pay. Yeah. So, yeah. So How's he gone away with that for so long? Because he was the Chancellor and he just deleted his tax returns, I guess. I'm, that's purely speculation. Please don't quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> this is me going to court next to him. <laughs> look, look, look at Katie asking that question, putting it to Callum there, and he instantly started sweating on the spot. <laughs> no, it's just because it's so fucking hot in here. That's because we've got the heating on, and it's been on since 7 o'clock this morning. Jesus Christ. So a couple of people have been uh, writing in. Let's take a little turn down memory lane for me and you, Katie. So obviously you'll know that and you will, Callum, that I've had quite a lot of messages off people recently that have asked about how they can help the partners when this has gone completely off subject from fucking Nazim Wajidjiwari or whatever he's called. <laughs> but, um, yeah, people have asked how they can help the partners when they're struggling from the mental health side of things. So I know you've got a couple of questions that you want to ask, Katie, haven't you? Yeah. Do you want to fire in with them first and then I'll go into the questions afterwards? I think <clears throat> I'd quite like to hear a bit of story. Okay, well, then looks like I'm on the spot now then. So, <laughs> so yeah. A couple I meant of, from Katie, actually. Yeah, a couple of couple of um, ladies in particular have asked how they deal with their husbands or partners when they're going through mental health crisis. So basically, how did you deal with me? <laughs> um, 
it it what it is probably one of the most hardest things I'd ever had to go through, and every stage is completely different. I suppose a bit like mental health as well. When we're in the thick of it, when there were when the days were extremely dark, I'd just go and cry in the utility room. Just yeah. just. I've a little cry, I've a little scream if I needed to. I didn't know you'd done that. Yeah, of course you didn't know. Because you you couldn't have known that because I was your... At that time, you couldn't see me looking weak because oh. I was your strong person. I was your person to be... To help you. So if I was breaking down as well, mm. you know, freaking hell... Might as well just, you know... But you never once showed that, that you were struggling. Like, this is, as well, this isn't, like, scripted. Like, me and Katie haven't discussed this. This is... And you can tell by the shock at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Of how, like... I I didn't know that it affected you that much. Well, yeah, because it was... It was was honestly, like, one of the hardest things that we ever had to go through because it was... It was to the extreme wasn't it? It was, you know, we couldn't put the radio on. We mm. couldn't watch TV, you know, because everything was was irrelevant to you, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, like... you know, if, if there was a song on the radio and it said, I don't know, Blue Bird, John would be like, I was just thinking about a blue bird. Right. So then it it would try to then be bringing him back down to reality and being like, it's just a song. There yeah. is nobody or no one out there trying to like hurt you other than yourself really, like yeah, trying right. to like torture yourself with these thoughts and you know, they don't mean anything and just trying to like ground you and bring you back down. So it like that stage was re that stage was really hard and I think when I was in the thick of it, a lot of it was to just be patient, to really just be patient and when I did need my little two-minute moment, because that's all I could have, it yeah. was two minutes. Because I, not only did I have George, we also had a baby. I was just going to say, did you, you know, have Franco at this yeah, point? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, how old was Franco? One. One and a bit. One and a half, maybe. One and a half. Right. So, you know, we had this little toddler that we I still had to look Can after. Fall. and yeah. yeah. And look... And, like it was shit for him, obviously, to to be involved in that. But kind of in a way, he was a bit of our, especially my like bit of bit of happiness because right, yeah. because he was a, so oblivious to it. It was almost like he, you know, he was just there playing with his toys and in the happiest state he could be. So that put a smile on my face. Right. Yeah. Kind of got me through that. And then got me through that hour, and then the next hour, yeah, and the hour after that, yeah, and then the next day. But then, <clears throat> so I'm choking on uh, my own, <coughs> my own air there. <laughs> then I, it, it's also important as well. I remember like me needing my downtime. Right. So I have to sleep with the telly on, whether okay. it's friends, modern family. It, it's just something that I just... I need to block out noise. Uh-huh. So having that on for me, you know, blocks the noise out. I can fall asleep within seconds. But obviously we couldn't watch, like, have the telly on for George. So uh-huh. then 
I wasn't struggling as in like struggling to how George was struggling, but I was then struggling to like kind of have my downtime. Yeah, like if you're struggling to sleep, then that also piles into your mental health, yeah. thing, doesn't it? So then I would, you know, we, we would go to bed and I would then be watching telly on the iPad. With like headphones with on. With headphones on, right. yeah. But then then I was awake till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Because yeah. because I couldn't have my whole day to day and bear in we were in lockdown as well. So, you know, you were just trapped in the house. Yeah. So that was my time to just sit and escape reality. Right. Kind of get away from that. And then I'd look at the clock and it'd be three o'clock and I'm thinking, shit. Like yeah. I need to we're back up in the morning and Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was was but thankfully that didn't last. <laughs> A great deal. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a micro break from uh, <laughs> speak of the uh, the little rock that yeah. kept you grounded. But there must have also been an element of that. To be fair, like seeing him and being like, oh, actually, because me and Jordan have talked about this, like where he would be in real dark spaces and he'd be saying things like, you know, that was his reason to to keep going and stuff. Yeah. And there must have been an element of that as well. Yeah, hugely. Like. Because he was just so oblivious and he was so young, it like it really was a blessing because he just, you know, played in his jumperoo and and was just having the best time of his life. Sorry, what the hell's a jumperoo? It's this thing that you put them in and they. Oh, bouncing. is it like a bouncy thing? Yeah, yeah it's a bouncy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's if exactly you knew what one of them is, it'd be more worrying to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he did play a, a big part in it as well. Um, which which probably helped, which helped. But when you're in it, you're almost you're you like you feel so bad because you're like, God, this is terrible for mm. him. But I mean, as he really, what has he has God, he hasn't got a clue. No, no, not at all. And he was always safe. He, he was yeah. never, you know, it wasn't just life. Then was a bit different because we couldn't really do the normal things that we would do. Right. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, life was pretty weird anyway at that point in time. Yeah, exactly, Because, yeah. like you said, we were in the middle of lockdown. Um, so when you were dealing with, or when you were helping George through his mental health problems, like, did you have, like, have you ever had your own mental health issues or anything like that? Like, do you did you have something to draw on, or was this literally you were just making it up as you went along? Yeah, literally, I'd just make it up as, as I went along. Like, all the meetings that we had with, all the different people, like who who would come round? We would have a walking with the wounded, which was like a specific military mental health charity. Uh-huh. It was it was that lady. Oh, I can't remember what she was uh, called. Uh, Mandy or something. Yeah, something like that. But she used to come round and like <clears throat> the weird thing was she'd come round and like one time I remember I was in the kitchen and I was like literally wanted to stab myself. And I had the knife and everything. Yeah. And Katie was like stopping me from doing it. And then about 10 minutes later, she came around and it was like normal again, wasn't it? Mm. And then like Katie's all upset from seeing like me proper spiraling. And then you're having a meeting and then saying to the woman, oh yeah, I'm all right actually. But fucking 10 minutes ago, you weren't. It was weird. Yeah. That must have been really hard for you. Like... Sorry, I'm looking at Katie for the people who aren't in this room. Um, like, that must have been hard for you because 
you must have had moments where you were like, am, am I going mad? Like, is no one else seeing this? Or did you always feel like... Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, but no, we... Um, I think because you were quite open and honest with everyone, especially family. Right. You know, so I we did have a great deal of support from your mum, your dad, your siblings. You mm. know, we, we did, you know, and, and when Chris would come round... That's my mum. That's Jaws' mum. Um... It was almost a bit of a, a relief for me because she would kind of come round and, you know, I'd be like, oh, like, you see to him for five minutes, I'm going to go and deal with me and Franco for five minutes right. and go and do our little thing for five, you know, and it just... Like you were almost let off for a bit. Yeah. It's like having a babysitter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. But it, and you had to, I had to be because, because I didn't know... Because he was so badly suicidal. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we should probably point out, like, George was in crisis. Like, yeah, this isn't, huge, yeah. This isn't mental health everywhere. No. Like, no. This isn't everyone's mental health no, story no, no, all no, the no. time. No, 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 absolutely. Like, and, like, me and George, we've been together for eight years now, nine years this year, because I always like to oh. round things up, don't I? Fucking <laughs> hell, yeah, honestly. Since we've been, when, when we got the five-year point, she was like, it's basically ten years. <laughs> I'm like, it's fucking not. Like, it's five. But she does that. We've been together eight years, so basically it's ten. And then if you just want to round it up, we've been together a millennium, really. So it's basically been all But right. in our whole relationship, every year, every, every year, there would always be a couple of blips throughout the year. Right. Every year, and standard, just, it's not like September. Oh, just like mental health. Yeah, clips. Oh, so right, okay. there would be, and we would, but both of us would forget about it. It's not mm. like we would mark it down in the diary and go like put a big red circle around George's it and be like, "This is where we're gonna go September. crazy," yeah. you know. But it would just, he would then start doing things that, and it could be something so simple as like, I'd be talking to him and be like, "Oh, can you put that stuff in the dishwasher?" And it would be, I could literally have spoken to the brick wall mm. because it just, it was, nothing goes in or, you know. And then I think it was just a huge build up of all those years that just came crashing, didn't it? Mm. Because you weren't on um, any medication either for all, all that time. No, nothing. Right. All that time, literally nothing. And we would have those little blips. And, and then after the blips, Everything would kind of settle down and be okay. Yeah. Well, that's what it looked like to me. Do you know? I don't know about how how you felt, but obviously you must have felt a lot different. But everything did kind of start flowing a bit more. You sort of get used to it because I knew from like September, October time there was going to be issues. But then you just sort of put that down to it's this time of year, it's when it happens, it's when I was in Afghan. It's gonna be a bit shit, but oh, we'll... okay. So that's what it. Yeah. So a couple of specific, a couple that, of specific right. events happened around September, October time in Afghan. Right. That stuck with me a lot. Yeah. So that's. But then after being together for eight years, well, six at the time, we were like, well, it's September. Shit's gonna happen. I'll probably shout at a few people in the car park, and then it'll sort of plateau out, and that'll be it done. But then when it happened in like December. And it fucking happened big. It wasn't like... Because before that, it was never like crisis. It was... I find it quite hard this time of year, but we sort of manage it, deal with it. Yeah, you done. would you would kind of like... You'd be a bit of a dick. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd, you, you would literally be like... 
that person cut you up in the car park. You'd be like, you're fucking digging, you know, and you're like, George, like, really? Like, yeah. so it's half, you know, and it would just, and then we'd both go, oh, it's September. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, right, yeah, okay. And then, you know, that would kind of, once you kind of connected with the dates, you'd go, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay, we can carry on now. But then at this point was when I knew something had gone wrong, right? Just before I had the big meltdown, we were in Sainsbury's car park. And do you remember that woman in the car? Oh, gosh, and, yeah. And she cut me up, right? And it was Darlow, Sainsbury's car park. And I fucking lost my shit, right? I jumped out of the car, ran over at the window, punched the window of the car, started screaming at the driver. And then it's like I had, like, like blinkers on. And then when I, like, right. opened my eyes and looked at the window, it was a fucking woman with kids in the car. Yeah. And I was ready to fucking smash the window and pull her out. And I, because I didn't see who it was, do you know what I mean? And then, and then when I sort of came back round, I was like, "Fuck me!" There's a woman in the car there with her kids, and she's just cut me up, like, and like it's no big deal. Yeah, like, like now I'd be like fucking knobhead, and then yeah. beep at her and probably be like you silly bastard, <clears throat> and then fucking yeah. drive off. But at the time, I just I unclipped my seatbelt, ran out the car, smashed the window, mm. and this woman was just looking at me in shock, and I was Were like, you there? "Yeah." yeah. People can't see you nodding Sorry. on a podcast. Babe. I, I, I was that. Was, I just had a drink and it was a bit gassy. It was like mid burp. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was there. Yeah. And then she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Fucking out." And that proper shook me up. Yeah. Yeah. You, that really unsettled you. That. Yeah. Because was... I was like, if so, if someone done that to Katie now, right? Like, if some fucking knobhead man jumped out of the car and smacked on the window when her and Franco were there, I'd hunt him down and fucking kill him. Yeah. Like, and that was someone's wife and someone's mum. Yeah. But I didn't see him as that at the time. I just seen it as... A threat. A threat, yeah. Right. So I reacted like that, and that's when I thought, shit's going wrong here. And that's when we started to really notice, wasn't it? Stop fucking burping, that stinks. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop drinking, that's really gassy. Yeah. Um... My wife. <laughs> my wife is burping in my face. But yeah, I, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an eye opener. Like, obviously, I really appreciate. It. In fact, I am going to get soppy. Fuck the podcast. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bit of an eye opener doing this now because, like I said, we didn't prep on this. But I didn't really realize how much you'd done for me. I knew that you'd look, like done a lot for me, but looking back to how much it affected you now, it's quite upsetting, really. Yeah. You know, like to see what you've put someone that you care more than anything in the world about. Yeah. But yeah. Then but... you like put them through that. You know, I like I love and adore Archie, you. Archie, shut up! <laughs> Sorry, we've got Franco upstairs saying, "Mammy, I need a wee." Archie's fucking kicking off, and we're trying to do the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Like, obviously, I married you for a reason. Like, I do. It's obvious how much I love you, but that just like solidifies the fact that yeah, you really need a strong partner. Do you know what I mean? Because if she hadn't have been here, I wouldn't be here now, hundred percent. So, what would you say? Like, from your perspective, then, just to circle back to the kind of questions that we've had. Right, now, I know that you're, we're on a podcast and people can't see who you're looking at, but we're sat opposite you and we don't know who you're looking at. Are you looking at me or Katie? Because you're currently looking at the fucking ceiling. Sorry, I'm looking at you, George. Okay. Um, so, like, to circle back to the uh, the questions that we've sort of received, what do you think was the, like, the one, or the, like, the consistently best thing that Katie did for you? Like, what helped you the most? She was just always there. Right. Like, 
as draining as it probably was, well, it fucking clearly was because you've said it, but, like, I knew... Do you know what what it is, right? Like, the biggest thing I needed at that time was to wake up in the middle of the night panicking and for her to be next to me. Yeah, not to do anything necessarily. No, no. I could put my arm on her or I could cuddle her or I could wake her up like I always fucking did. I still do now. (laughs) I wake up having a panic attack in the middle of the night, right? And I'm like, oh, Katie, I'm fucking freaking out. And she's like, well, fuck off, go to sleep. (laughs) No, I am not. No, I am not. She always wakes up with me. Like, and even, like, I joke there, but even now when she's tired and she's pregnant, if I have a, a, a moment in the middle of the night, I wake her up and she, like, switches into fucking man mode. Right. Like, not like she's my mum. But, like, she switches like, into protective my, mode. My eyes are still closed, but I'm still stroking your head. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still there, but my eyes are closed. I'm thinking, go to sleep. Yeah. Sleep time. That, but it's it's just trying to help to just kind of bring you back down, back, back down to reality. Yeah, well, it's to... that, like, it's that kind of foot on the ground type thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. All, of yeah. the, all of the shrinks, right, and all of the people that you went and seen were like right imagine there's a big balloon in your stomach and inflate that balloon and then ground yourself that didn't fucking work for me right like i needed someone my to wife. physically touch like yeah head. i needed like to be next to her yeah and if you listen to this podcast and you haven't got someone like that like me like you yeah like that's not it doesn't mean that you can't get past it and you can't survive and you can't manage it yeah i think you you probably need to find something that does that works for you yeah because my... everybody's different sorry yeah. i keep cutting into you don't i but like all those it's all right i'm te- married to you i'm fucking used to it <laughs> all those techniques that you know they all had i think were just for a general this is what we should recommend you to do yeah, this yeah. is what you know and and they did work to an extent but a lot of them we tailored to 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 you to to us you know like if george would be panicking rather than doing it was it the five four three two one yeah, but I never got the, to fucking four and I was sick of it. You, you know, know like, and, it, it and didn't work. Yeah, for me. it was. Yeah. It was Find a bit... five things in the room that you can see. Find four things in the room that you can touch. Find three things in the room that you can smell. Two things in the room that you can feel. And one thing that doesn't fucking move or something like that it was. I can't right, remember. Yeah. But it worked because it distracts your mind from what you're actually yeah, doing. Yeah. But what I would say to anybody listening that might not have a partner to, like, hold on to and to use is. Where Katie was my safety net, other people can be your safety net. Yeah. Like, and that's why the importance of speaking out is so important because it might not be your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, girlfriend. It might not be your mum or your dad because you might not have them or your mm-hmm. brother or your sister, but somebody is always there to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And if it means ringing the fucking Samaritans and saying, listen, I'm struggling here, they're they're good then. Yeah, like, yeah they are. The, like, sometimes... And not to slag them. Sometimes you might get the wrong person, right? But it's not the wrong person doing their job. It's just the wrong person for, for you. you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got through one time to this fella, and he was like, <clears throat> oh, you doing, mate? You're all right in that, like? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to fucking kill myself. And he was like, well, why are you going to do that, you fucking silly bastard? Yeah. And that like, and that wasn't what you needed in no. that moment. No, no. And then I got through to someone else, and this little old woman was like, well, I'm here. Like, it was four o'clock in the morning, and she was like, doesn't matter how long you're on the phone before. Tell me where. Tell me where you are. What can you see? And I was like, my fucking curtains. And she was like, right. What do your curtains feel like? So I went and touched them, 
And then while I was doing that at four o'clock in the morning, this little nana's on the phone to me and she was like, she was stopping me from fucking tapping myself just yeah. by saying what's around you. So you might not be as lucky as I was to have someone like Katie around you, but there is always a Katie out there, as fucking sad as that sounds. There is always somebody that will be your supporting anchor, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'd say. Yeah. I think our biggest help was just trying to slow you down, wasn't it? It was just trying to, like, rather than doing the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, it was like, right, John, sit up. Sit up. Right, put your feet on the floor. Feet on the floor. You know, and it was just really taking things in baby steps, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to kind of... Well, I'll tell you what, actually. We can put this round <clears> to <throat> you, actually. And I'm looking at you now, Callum. Because, uh, as the podcast knows, you can't see who you're looking at. But... What do you do when you're struggling? Because you haven't got a Katie. Um, Apart from fucking ring me. <laughs> I ring you quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, it's two o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. You've woke up, you're having a massive panic attack, right? You're suffering, you're in the house by yourself, it's fucking freezing cold, it's dark. What do you do? I don't know, actually. And this is, like, a bit scary, to be fair, because it shows how vulnerable my, like, self-care safety plan and stuff is. Um, But it's been a while since I've had, like, an anxiety attack or a panic attack where I haven't had someone, like, where I haven't had you to reach out to. Mm. Um, Because before that, I used to self-harm. Yeah, well, that's not the answer if you're listening. Yeah, which but, obviously is not. Yeah. It's you know that's not a self care safety plan. Mm. You know what I mean, like. But you obviously got past safe. that, didn't you? So what? What would you do? What would you? So say for example, right now, play devil's advocate because I think this is going to be quite interesting, right? I'm on the rig, right? Yeah. I'm uncontactable. Yeah. Right, I'm not. You know, I'm not. So if no, you do I ever know. need yeah, to ring yeah, me, you can yeah. fucking ring me. I just I have know. to clarify that. Yeah. But. For the for, purposes of this scenario. For the purpose of this fucking scenario. Your phone's fallen off the side of the rig. Yeah, no one's turned their electric off at six o'clock, and so we've had a blackout, and telecoms have gone down, yeah. and you're in your room panicking by yourself. What would you do? I, I, honestly, I really don't know. All right, then. Well, what would you recommend somebody else to do if you were to ask them that question? Because it's always easier to give advice than it is to take it. I would say... I know obviously these are all things that are easier said than done, but I would say take a second, breathe, slow down, um, sit up if you're laying down, mm-hmm. put your feet on the floor and feel the fl- That To be fair, that's one thing I usually do when I start to feel stressed. It's grounding, isn't it? Or I start to feel um, like anxious about something, I will do, so like I'll sit in a chair and I'll just feel the chair. And it sounds so simple, but it's literally just like, I'll close my eyes and I'll just let my breathing, or, or I'll try to like let my breathing return to normal like pace. Mm. And then I'll feel the chair under my bum and feel my feet on the floor. And then like scan like through, you know, like that kind of self scan. See, that like, is like typical 101. Self-care. So you say your self-care program's not really tweaked, well, but yeah, it I is. Suppose, yeah. Because when I was in that fucking mental institute for the ex-military up in Perth, or no, where was that? Air. Up in Air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing that they taught me was 
ground and they used to give us a little pebble right they said go outside in the grounds now because i was there for anyone doesn't know i was there for like a two-week residential stay where it was all of the veterans that were suffering with ptsd and first thing they done was they said right go outside and pick up a pebble that you like and i was like what the fuck like pick up <laughs> what a are fucking, you on about yeah, yeah pick up a pebble i'm in the shawshank fucking redemption here <laughs> and they were they were like like <laughs> andy dufresne will will chisel his way out of this place with his pebble like and i thought what a load of bollocks right I'm telling you now my pebble's still upstairs is it yeah yeah, yeah it's still there it's it's quite crazy how how all these little techniques that are very like childlike in a way. Yeah. You know, like, like your favourite blanket kids, as a kid. Yeah, and kids still love when we go to Pebbly Beach, you know, they love to just chuck the stones in the water and just just all those little things just to yeah. kinda of help to bring you around a little bit and Sorry, sorry, Joel's yeah. just asked for a time check in the uh, middle of Katie trying to tell yeah, a story. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't know all these code words. I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? I've got like a fire run or something that we need to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, chucking pebbles in the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be fair, one of the things that I don't do anymore is I don't go outside. So I used to be like, oh, I'll go for a walk. And then I'd be walking down the road and like a car would be coming down the street and I'd be like, I'm going to throw myself in front of a car. And then I learned, don't go outside. So I would just go somewhere comfortable and quiet. Although, again, this is why it's such a big spectrum. Because, yeah, because some people it works to go outside. Like, I remember being in this house and the walls seemed like they were fucking closing on me. And I went outside in the fucking freezing cold with my jacket on with the dog and Katie and Franco... And would walk to to the little river, and I'd just smell the coal fires, and then that worked for me. Yeah. Whereas, but I live in a fucking village, so I'm not going to chuck myself in front of a car. But also, you were there with Katie and Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go out, and I'd be in like a like I'd be in a state of distress, and I'd be walking the streets of Darlington on my own up and down main roads, and I'd be like, do you know what? I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I, like, and I distinctly remember I was walking home from my brother's house one time. I was and I'd left because for one reason or another and um yeah and I remember walking down you know where the park is near the hospital mm. and there was a taxi coming the other way and I was like I'm gonna throw myself in front of this taxi mm. and I don't know what stopped me but I didn't but yeah, so like probably I the fact, was... probably the fact that it done more damage to the fucking taxi. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. But Poor yeah, bastard trying like, to earn a living. It was like yeah, I was like mm, okay, outside's not a good place for me. Yeah. So yeah. But I think I think there's not going to be. And I know this sounds really bad. There's not going to be many people that listen to this podcast that are going to have absolutely no one, like no. because we've all made it quite clear say the proverbial we me and you yeah on this podcast have made it quite clear that if somebody is struggling to message us like we might not know you we might not be your best mate but we'll all fucking listen yeah and the amount of messages i've wrote back to and i've told you about some of them i've said yeah, listen yeah. i've had this message here and it's really fucking thrown me and i've rang my mom or i've showed katie and i said i don't know what to say back to this person people are literally like jord you don't know me right but i feel like i'm gonna kill myself i'm really yeah. into crisis and i'm like fuck me, what do I do? Yeah. Like, and then I just speak to him like I'd speak to you. So I think if you do feel like you're in that point, there is always someone that you can message. Even, even like, like Facebook for me didn't help me because when I went on there, I'd see all things. All social media, you deleted yeah, it all, didn't deleted you? deleted it all because something 
used to scare me going on there because I'd like freak out. I'd see a post that would feel like it was trying to talk to me. I was in a right state. But social media didn't work for me, but texting people did. So I'd text yeah. or ring someone. So I, I'm literally, I'm having to Google it because I genuinely, I can't remember it and I'm rubbish. But, the text number that you can text. Um, You can call Samaritans for what on 116123. It's free and they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and then you can text shout to shout. I think the number is, it's like the numbers from, hang on, I'm going to Google it as well. So I don't give out the wrong thing. Uh, it's text shout to eight, five, two, five, eight. Um, and that's free confidential and 24 seven as well. That's the one where someone texts you back in it. Yeah. So if you don't want to talk to somebody like vocally text shout. Um, so yeah. So I think we've, we've. We've got quite a bit covered there on uh, my fucking hardships of putting Katie through hell, which is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, is... but, like, it was... all Like, although it was a bad time, but you you get your good with your bad, don't you? And, mm. like, now look look at us all now. Like, you found it. something that you truly adore, which is, which is amazing, do yeah. you know? And I bet you two were tighter and closer than ever. Yeah, well, yeah. this is it. People, people say, right, like... I find this at work quite a lot. People are like, oh, my fucking wife's doing my head in this, that, and it. We rarely argue. Like, no. we argue, we bicker. Don't yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we can bicker. We bicker, we but bicker, we don't, but... like, we don't fucking hate each other. No. You know, like, and you see a lot of people in these relationships and they're like, oh, she said this, he said that. And I'm like, how do you fucking manage? Do you know what I mean? Because, like, if you can't, if your best mate isn't the person that you're fucking married to or you're within a relationship, then there's something fucking wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we do have a good life. And, I mean, fuck the electric. We've turned everything on. So we're <laughs> we're living life now. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck the national grid. No, but, like, we've got a good life, but we didn't before. Yeah. We had, we I was going to say, yeah, you, like, you have been through through the mill. Yeah, we've, so. had, yeah. we've had no money. We've had no... Like social interactions, we've yeah. had like mental health problems, we've had worries financially, mentally, but we're still fucking here. Yeah, and we've been through hell and back, and we're still here stronger than ever. And we're going fucking further, and we're gonna go right to the top, yeah, with everything that we do. So, I think when you feel like shit can't get any better, it does because when you hit rock bottom, the only way is up, really. Yeah, and you have to. Have sometimes you have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. That's something yeah. that someone in my family told me, and I'll never forget that. A big breakdown usually leads to a big breakthrough, and it has. Yeah. So I think leaving on this first section, you might feel like shit's not going to get any better, and you're at absolute rock bottom. You might not be able to afford to pay for your electric. Pardon the pun with the fucking electric joke. <laughs> but you might not be able to, but five years from now, you'll probably look back and go, what the fuck did we worry about? Yeah. So just stick with it. And I think on that note, we'll take a little break and come back afterwards. Bye. Bye. Hello. Welcome back to the second half of this episode five. What a break that was, though. It was. Do you want to tell him why? Because uh, Franco came running to the top of the stairs and was like, I've seen something dead scary going in the bathroom. We were all like, what have you seen, Franco? He was like, I saw a mouse. 
And uh, so John obviously just, we sell Caleb upstairs. <laughs> well, John had just burnt his fingers on the uh, on, on the log burner. Still really fucking hurts. Yeah. Well, that's also not been ten minutes. I'm not standing with my finger in 10 minutes. I'm getting fucking frostbite. It's been five minutes. And my finger's getting frostbite. Let me see. I've got no fucking... Oh, that looks Fuck you. That's really bad. (laughs) I've got no fingerprints. Let's commit crimes now. I've got nothing on that. (laughs) You've got no fingerprints on one finger. On one finger, yeah. And it's not even even my trigger finger. Um, And then you ate donuts, you big fat bastard. Yeah, well, I got offered a a custard donut. From where? From Moz's. (laughs) Moz's. Mozzers, which is definitely better than Sano's. Um So anyway, yeah, so I went upstairs and Franco was like, the mouse opened the window. And I was like, oh, did it? Did it also open the window while it was weeing in the toilet, mate? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm, right, sure, back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I've burnt myself. Callum and Katie have eaten donuts and we're away to fire on with the next bit. Yeah. So I've been cancelled. <laughs> I've been it was cancelled. only a matter of time, mate, let's it, be honest. It was. I've not been cancelled completely, because obviously I run successful comedy nights of my own. And, and you're not that famous yet. And I'm not that famous yet to get cancelled off TV. However, I have officially been cancelled from one of the biggest comedy clubs. The North East's biggest. The North East. Well, is it, it is the North East's biggest, it, isn't it? Well, it's probably the North East's most famous. Yeah, so the North East. We'll not mention them because I'm not even going to give them the airtime, but you all knew who they are. They're the opposite to sitting down. I was just, so, <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> so if you don't sit down, you do something else. So I've been cancelled from that place because uh, a couple of people... The place that shall not be named. Yeah, a couple of people have said that they don't feel safe when I'm on the bill. Which, to me, is fucking... I didn't realise the bill was still on, to be honest It's a you. very good programme. <laughs> so, oh, I do miss the bill. When I'm on the lineup, certain people don't feel safe. Now, I would like to highlight this point, because it's the woke community that have tried to get Ooh, me cancelled here. Easy. It is. It's the woke lot, the woke comedians that don't particularly like my set of comedy. However, oh, Callum's woke, but he's not like proper woke. <laughs> But he's not like, like snow. Fourth wave feminist. Yeah, he's not like snowflakey <laughs> walk. So a couple of them have got together and decided to uh, put an end to my time at this comedy club, which will not be named. However, the brand. Yeah. However, they did say that they didn't feel safe, and what I'd like to highlight is the fact that if you don't feel safe from a comedian performing I a set, I absolutely can't get comfortable. I don't know why. It's I know sorry. you're really distracting me. <laughs> if you don't feel safe from a comedian performing a set, which is just jokes, by the way then you really don't understand danger. <laughs> well, you also, A, you don't understand comedy. No, exactly. But, but B, you're right, you don't understand danger. I felt unsafe when somebody attacked me with a knife. Yeah. I'm sure you probably felt unsafe at some point when you were getting shot at in Afghanistan. That would be unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standing on stage, have you ever felt unsafe? Well, not really. Maybe I mean, either. I've felt unsafe around you in your house. <laughs> But uh, that's a whole different side of unsafe. But no, so I think what I'd like to think is that it's testament to the fact that we're making waves in the northeast and we're actually doing something pretty good. And I think the fact that people feel that they need to try and knock me down by not having me on at a certain establishment only goes to prove that we're doing something right because they're obviously feeling threatened. Mm. And they probably will be listening to this podcast because 
you know that your haters always follow everything you do. Yeah, yeah. Haters so, watch you closer. So yeah. if you are listening, I'd probably recommend to try and get up to the same sort of level. I'd probably put a couple more shifts in. I'll give Lin- it up. Yeah, put... Ooh. Because <laughs> she knows exactly who we're talking about. But either probably give up, or if you don't give up, at least to try and get on the same sort of level. Put in a few more night shifts at Lidl and you'll maybe be able to not turn your electric off at six o'clock one day. So, yeah, how do you feel about me getting cancelled, Callum? I was... To be fair, when you told me, I was... I wasn't shocked about you getting cancelled as such. Because <laughs> I knew it mean? was coming. I knew, like, it was only a matter of time, really, wasn't it? I didn't think it would be... Sorry, the dogs just attacked my microphone. <laughs> um... God, this put him down. This episode, carnage, got, isn't like, it? Cheese or something hidden on che- your person. Have I got like... cheese in my pocket? <laughs> he well, he is around. He is around your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Probably. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that week I dog sat in for you? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, lick some Edam, you little bastard. <laughs> um, so oh, you weren't God, you weren't for... shocked at me getting cancelled? Well, I mean. I, it was always it was going to happen eventually, just because of the brand of comedy that you do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not to everyone's taste, but it was the specific way that somebody had complained about you, and it genuinely really concerned me, because I know you, and I know you're not dangerous. Yeah. So, it's like if if someone's false flagging someone like that, like it undermines the. Like the need to to fly. I don't know. It it just it really took me back. I mean, I think there is the whole like the whole issue of it being. I don't even know what it is. I I just think, and I'd like to reiterate the fact that I'm not cancelled, so I won't be doing any more shows ever again because that's not what cancelled means. We are still doing all of our shows. And hopefully we're going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger each time. Well, I am, like that new one you've just booked. Yeah, like the yeah, like <laughs> oh shit, like the new venue that I've just booked. Yeah, which uh, de- <coughs> details sorry, will. I was gonna say sorry, let that cat out the bag. Yeah, details will follow of that soon. However, it is a very good venue. It's got a very good very name. Nice. Very nice. It's got a very good name. It's got a very good capacity. And there's also another venue that I've booked that I haven't even told you about yet, which Ooh. is a hundred plus seater capacity as well, which nice. want to do that going forward. So I am not cancelled from comedy. I am cancelled from this one particular venue because a group of people that people know on the circuit have got together and basically witch hunted me, is all I'd say. Yeah. Is they've sort of not enjoyed my night because they weren't up to the standard someone to tell me what it is they found found dangerous i'll tell you what it was is the fact that there's a difference between someone making you feel uncomfortable yeah and someone saying that they feel unsafe around you but you see saying that is an instant red flag so this comedy venue will then have to go oh well he's obviously pretty dangerous we can't run that risk is what you've said yeah but they couldn't really go to them. And what the truth would be is that they couldn't go and say, we went and done George Comedy Night. We were absolutely shit. No one laughed at us. And George didn't book us again off the back of that. 
So now our noses are put out and we now don't want him to succeed, which is which the comedy group then would have said, the comedy club would have gone, fucking deal with it yourself. Yeah. They've had to obviously group together, make up some fucking shit and all go in it together and say that I'm some sort of dangerous war veteran with a fucking dark past that can't be trusted around in case I fucking mutilate you with the fucking bayonet that I've kept from fucking the Vietnamese war. Do you know what I mean? Which is basically what they've done. So, Charlie! Yeah, yeah. Charlie, there's fucking Charlie everywhere. Where are they? Nah, so basically... The Germans are coming! <laughs> oh no, the Germans are everywhere! So, but... I don't know why the Germans would be saying that. I don't know. No, I, I do don't know. every time. But the, the fact is, it's obviously just competition... And it's a sour, bitter way of trying to defeat your it competition. It sounds like it, doesn't it? But we still move forward. Well, we're still we're still selling venues out. We're still getting good feedback. Only Friday, I got a message from an actor that had been through and said it was the best experience that he's had at a gig. He was so well looked after. And the fact that I took my time to coach him and try and mentor him and build him up to going onto that stage in front of the 60 people that was quite daunting when you've only been going a few few gigs and to be fair i was there at that gig i wasn't gigging but that room was packed yeah 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 it was and so i think all press is good press yeah. i'd say it's, and well, it's a true true saying isn't speaking it? of press for somebody that's so dangerous to be around that is now featuring in all of the newspapers around this area yeah. for the contribution towards helping men with mental health issues. I think they would have done the due diligence and checked up on my background to make sure that I wasn't a fucking loose cannon to be able to promote and say... I mean, it has happened to some people. Look at Jimmy Savile. Well, he was fucking loved by all. And he point. turned out to be a right fucking paedophile. Yeah. I'm not. So... Just get that one out there. But <laughs> some people can have... I can vouch for you, though, babes. Yeah, thanks, babes. By the way, you're... You are uh... quite short, though. Yeah, she's getting a bit old now as well. So. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to reiterate, there's no rumours going around I'm a paedophile. <laughs> I'm just yeah. dangerous, apparently. But, um, no, like, I think, to me, I'm quite insulted. I've never seen you outside of school, either. No, no, I prefer to use the internet. No, um, <laughs> I'd like to reiterate the fact that, like, it's... It has, it has affected me, and if you listen to this and you've been part of that, well done. You have you have annoyed me slightly. Not enough that I'm going to beat you up like you would like to suggest. But it has bothered me because I've done nothing but try and help other men and other people come through tough times and to try and promote the importance of men's mental health and people speaking out, yet I've sort of still been press-ganged and, like... Almost bullied. Almost bullied. I mean, you've been dragged online. Yeah, yeah. Bottom. Yeah, I have, yeah. Like, I've seen some of the shit that people have said about you online, and it's it amounts to nothing less than bullying. Yeah. Mm. But then people expect me, being ex-military, and having the sort of persona I have on stage, to go, right, well, I'll just fucking batter him then. Yeah. But that's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like. Oh, wait. You mean people don't understand that when you stand on stage and you perform that it's a performance yeah and that that isn't a direct representation and i have a wife and a kid and another kid on the way and try and help men across the country like so i am being villainized but i feel i take it as a compliment so if you are listening and you're part of that little group then you you have villainized me a little bit but you're still not selling out theaters so 
I'd like to. I'm not actually yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. They're playing into your hands, really, because they're just giving you the fire in your belly that you that you probably need. Yeah, and it, and and one of the things that I always worried about when I was on stage was, will I be too controversial to play at places like this? Well, now I'm not. So if you do want to see controversial stepping up more and more and more, then come to the Majestic Theatre on the 8th of February because now I have no one to impress. So we are going to take it to the next level. So that's my story about me being cancelled. Let's talk about your skincare regime. Oh, yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely shoehorned that one in there, didn't you? Zero link. (laughs) Yep. Just hide that in. Yeah, so (laughs) text George yesterday afternoon. And I was like, uh, hey, do you have a skincare routine? Because there's, there's no denying it. I'm getting older. And you've you've commented before on me looking pretty haggardy. So I was like, okay, I probably need to do something. You don't look it. haggardy. No. You just... Go on, you, no, not, not at all. I think. What do you what do? You do? Uh, so I started by just putting moisturiser on. So, but that's it's a really good start, especially for a man. So then I was um, like, okay, so like started to, so I like Googled it, because classic, and I was like, this is really confusing. Do you know what's going to be easier? I was like, go to a shop, it'll be easier. So I went to Superdrug on Sunday. Hang on. <laughs> Worst <laughs> mistake ever. Yeah. Go on, Katie, why? You've just, it's quite, I think. For, especially for a man to go and look for a skincare regime, to go to Superdrug is probably the most overwhelming place you oh could ever God. be. It was the most it, overwhelming place. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're just going to change this um, podcast name from not even steel cracks to Callum's skin will no longer crack <laughs> because it's now turning into a fucking skincare podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so A, okay, so A was overwhelming just because of the sheer number of things that were in there. And then it was full of, like, teenage girls. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a 31-year-old man, and I'm stood in the like the skincare aisle with, like, 14- and 15-year-old girls, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Be careful. We need to edit that out, otherwise Callum will be cancelled next for being a fucking nonce. <laughs> so... So then, so then I also I then made the mistake. I went up to work. I went because there was only nineteen-year-old girls working, because child labour laws don't exist apparently. Um, and I went up to it and I was like, "Hey, I need was, to sort my skin out." I was like, "Hiya, can you help?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Literally was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Whenever you've got a sec, it's fine." Like she was obviously busy. So anyway, she like, and I was like, okay, so I need to sort of do some kind of skincare routine, but I don't really know where to start. Like, what do I need to do? And she was like, well, what do you want? And I was like, well, I don't know. Otherwise, I wouldn't be asking you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've heard I need a cleanser, an exfoliator. And a toner. And a, and, and a day cream and a night cream. How do yeah. you remember this, Katie? C- CTM. CTM cleanse, cleanse tall, moisturize. moisturize. Right, okay. You won't go wrong with so, that. Probably, okay. So, and then she was like, "Well, there's loads of cleansers there," and I was like, "Yeah, I know." So, which one should I get? <laughs> yeah. Then? <laughs> anyway, it was just a whole car crash, and she was like, "So yeah, just give me a shout if you need anything." That like she literally just was like, "There's the cleansers, there's the moisturizers. 
if you need anything, give me a shout. And I just left. What would you recommend, wife? I literally, I literally walked out immediately after she stopped talking. I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and walked away. And she was like, all right. What would you so recommend? She clearly didn't really have a good idea of she did, what I, she, she was even talking like about. She sounded like she had no idea what yeah. she was going on about either. Yeah. So, Worst yeah. probably person to go to. I probably would put, like, go to bins. Like, you know, you can pick a... Callum's cla- heart's just skipped no, a No, um... <laughs> How much? What is it? Is it Clarence or is it a oh, Clinique? Clinique. I used to use oh, Clinique. Clinique, Clinique a, for a men. Skin school. I saw. I was walking past and they were like, oh, "Fucking yeah. hell! What has happened to my life?" It's, but it <laughs> it really isn't that expensive, especially when this is. And I'm the pointing. Money yeah. Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! Hang hang on! <laughs> hang the fuck on! It isn't that expensive. I know, he sent me screenshots. Wait there, wait. No, just wait. moisturiser, and it was £56 for. That's just for a moisturiser. Hang on a minute, babe. What skin skin products do you use? Are you just on CTM? No, 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 no. Have you got S's and other stuff through? Yeah, you've got serums and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What skincare do you use? A mixture of Elemis, Clarins, uh. Is that is that all I've got at the moment? No, most? Chanel, Dior. Oh, Chanel, Dior. <laughs> Chanel! So, Chanel! <laughs> so, hang on a minute. So, it's not that expensive. But, no. So, what, what basically what I'm saying is your Clinique isn't that bad, that badly <laughs> priced to what your Superdrug stuff could be. Because, okay. honestly, you can go into Superdrug and get a moisturiser or something for, like, 15 quid. An extra tenner, you've got a, a better one. Katie, your skincare regime costs more than the UK average salary. Hey. <laughs> it fucking does, because I've bought it. Well, I like skincare, okay? So don't sit there mm-hmm. and preach and go, it's not expensive. It's not if you fucking marry me. <laughs> it's just, yeah, valid. Yeah, like, it's not. But the fact that you sat there and... With a fucking straight face. <laughs> With and a when, deadly straight face. And when face. it's not that expensive, like Franco would be in private school now if you didn't if you didn't have your fucking Franco's fetish. Got a yarp. <laughs> yeah. Franco well, would already have his place in Barnard Castle School now if you didn't put fucking gold Dior on your face. How many steps are in your skincare routine? Fucking eight hundred she started now. <laughs> Are you just starting for tomorrow morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so it's in basics. Wash your face, exfoliate. <laughs> it, try to do twice a week. Hang on, let me just yeah. record this right so because expo- it, when or, it comes to you needing to restock all of your skincare, I'm just going to put. In fact, it'll be on the podcast. Yeah. So, what are your basics that you need to have good skin, babe? No, shut up, you. What, Franco? Yeah, daddy's coming. <laughs> 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 Yes, definitely just uh, exfoliate twice a week and a good eye cream, face moisturiser, night cream. Okay. Hold on a minute. Can I use micellar water as a cleanser? You no, fucking what? gimp. I don't know, because it's no. called cleanser. She's got no, it upstairs, mate. How many have you got? You've got you, some spare. Can you have one? You don't wear makeup, so you don't need that. Oh, or, right, unless right. you do when you're alone. Really <laughs> just, just for the record, she has got miscellaneous water or whatever it's called upstairs. Miscellaneous water. Yeah. Thank you for not assuming that I don't wear makeup. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Archie Man. Put the dog down. <laughs> no, 
No, you, he's down. definitely well, got cheese hidden it. somewhere. He's, def- <laughs> you've definitely got, cheese you've got food in your pocket, you big greedy bastard. Have you got a fucking pepper army in <laughs> your pocket? in my pocket, see? He just what loves you. What do you want? Do you want to say hello to the people? <laughs> <laughs> you just stick it I mean, I don't that. want this to uh, shock you, but we haven't quite taught him to speak yet, so <laughs> it might be a bit of an issue. Um. So, yeah, so... Off this podcast, I've got so far that you only need basic things like washing your face. Yeah, and well, there's ex- water for that. And exfoliating. So yeah. your Christmas is going to be fun next year. Do you know what you can use for exfoliant as well? You know the ash out of your uh, you can. You activated can. charcoal. Do you know you can use charcoal to brush your teeth as well? Yeah. So there I mean, I there's... couldn't. I couldn't because mine are all fucking porcelain. <laughs> so I'd end up with fucking scratched china, wouldn't I? But... Like normal people with actual bone for the teeth can use uh, enamel and that can use charcoal, but I can't because yeah. they disintegrate. But um, yeah, so I'm glad that you're happy. Uh, um, <laughs> well, I might start taking up a hobby of designer handbags then. You've you've got them. Shoes? Oh no, she's, she's got, got them. Shoes. She's got them. Yeah. Anything Belts. else? Watches. Got them. Got them. But maybe maybe you just stop talking, babe. It's probably best not get you on the podcast again. Eh? <laughs> yeah. No, so, um, Should we cancel Katie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so... Oh, it's fucking completely gone blank. Oh. We were talking about your skincare, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, from a man to a man, all you really need is a good exfoliator, but be careful, because I started using exfoliators before, and it took my skin off. Like, right. and that was one that I used to add. Like, remember I had them little, like, blemishes on my face? Gosh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I looked like fucking Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you... Had you just gone, had you by exfoliate, did you mean you just got in the sandblaster at work? No, mate. No, I got a, I got a Clinique exfoliator <laughs> and I rubbed my face with it and I, I had fucking, like, like, as though I'd fell off my motorbike at 70 miles an hour along the fucking, I had gravel rash yeah. on my fucking face. And Katie thought it was hilarious to look like I had fucking leprosy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't concentrate because your dog's trying to shag me. <laughs> he is trying to hump you, isn't he? <laughs> he won't leave me alone. <laughs> he should be happy. It's the most action you've had in fucking it ages. It literally is. And he's got his tongue out. He's fucking gagging know, for yeah. you. This podcast turned into a car what crash. What on earth? Yeah. Well, so we've should got we your... Call sk- it a night? We, well, no, we've got your skincare sorted. So is there anything... At- oh, one thing that we do need to do is we need to... I've realised, right, so obviously I've started promoting other businesses throughout oh. this like stuff with doing the comedy and that but i haven't promoted my own wife so oh, yeah so we do need <laughs> do to have uh, an instagram and that yeah yeah so tell well, us what um, <laughs> no you fucking not. probably don't i follow your personal one hang on you're gonna read it out and i'm gonna follow you so ladies now. if you're listening and um, men as well she does no. do men as well. <laughs> She's my wife now. <laughs> my wife. So, ladies, if you're listening, or men, if you've got longer hair, then go on to Katie at... She's just on the bigger side. Like, can you stop telling them that I do men? Or you, could, or you could just completely interrupt me through my uh, through my promo. So, go on to Katie at Ivy House on Instagram. Is it Hair by Katie Losman? Hair by Katie Losman. Hair by Katie Losman. Ivy House She's Salons. at Ivy House Salon in Darlington. And she's got 11 years in the industry. And if you go on there, you can look at the pictures that she's put up. She is very, very talented, if I do say so myself. Oh, my oh, God. That's kind. What? That red. Who was yeah. that? Jesus Christ. It's good, isn't it? Like, bam. So, yeah, go hair by Katie Losman on Instagram. Give her a follow and a little like. And um, get her followers up. 
and spread it for us, please. And if you can do that, if you go on share Katie's Instagram page, put a comment on my Instagram page saying that you've done it, then we'll put you into a draw to win two free tickets for the Majestic Theatre on the 8th of February. So share it, comment done on one of her pictures or on one of my pictures, and then we'll put you into the draw for the two free tickets. And not that I'm just bribing everyone, but all my clients do get a discount code. All of the clients get a discount code as well. <laughs> so if you message her, ask for the discount code, we will sort you out. And she's got some good offers going on over the next month or two. So, yeah, get it on there, give her a follow and a like and a share, and we'll put you into a um, draw. thanks. So I think we'll call it a day, eh? Yeah. Okay, right, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.